How's everybody doing? My name is Augie with VIP Playlist. I'm here with my co-host. <laughs> it's Adam. What's going on, guys and gals? Yeah. Um, and we also have, uh, you want to introduce yourself and tell us what band you are, you play with and what you do for the band? Sure. Uh, my name is Homer. Uh, I play bass for Image Intent. Sweet. So the first time we had Brandon and Alejandro on from Image mm-hmm. Intent, and I felt, you know, it was supposed to be Homer, but Homer flaked on us at the last minute. So. <laughs> yeah, sorry, boys. It's all good, man. wasn't feeling too good. At least this time it's just a cold. It's not yeah, full-blown yeah, yeah. sick. You're good, man. No, it's. It, I felt bad because we, we'd been in contact a lot, and I was like, you know what? They've got a new song coming out. Let's just... Let's do another episode. It's fine. We got a new song every six weeks. So yeah, that's what I, that's what we heard. That's awesome, dude. That's yeah. that's really smart to do, especially for yeah. new bands. That way, you know, you can continue to release and release and release and, and grow. So yeah, there's it's a, working out. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bands who like release like an EP and then they don't release anything for like two years. Yeah, and no. it really mm-hmm. really hurts the the listeners. You know, you could grow more by smaller releases. Is are the all these going to be put into an EP later, or y'all just going to do singles for now? So we've kind of talked about it. I think if we, some guys are in the thought that if we throw it all together into either an EP or do a full length with them, because we have ten songs, mm-hmm. so really, technically that's a full length. We can add maybe a couple variations in there. I think is really the thought. If we're going to do that, we do maybe like a remix of Ryan Gosling or one of the other songs that does really well. Yeah. Maybe do a couple of those and package it. Otherwise we'll probably just throw them all into a playlist on Spotify that people can just go listen to it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah so work, we, we haven't quite decided how that's, if we're going to repackage everything later or not, but I mean, maybe it's smart yeah. for like a merch idea, like CD or vinyl or something like that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that's a great idea actually. I know those are like to do vinyls are really pricey. They're right. But there I also know that there are like labels with distribution that will do just like a vinyl only contract where like they're just helping you yeah, distribute vinyl. So I know Bandcamp does it, but I think Bandcamp's really backed up and I think you I think the minimum's like 250 or something like that. So Probably you have to really have fans in order to do some yeah. band camp vinyl. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Who knows, man? Like the way things are going, we've been growing really steady since we started releasing. Yeah. Um, and there's a possibility that in a year, you know, when we're well, really, we're going to be pushing past a year. By I the mean, time honestly, all of our releases, but y'all have there's y'all a good have chance. Like three songs. And your monthly listener count is kind of fucking for y'all just now and starting to release like consistent music. Cause I know Solstice was an instrumental mm-hmm. uh, and that was released quite a while back. Wasn't it? Yeah. That was before I was even in the picture. I think any of us were really in the picture except for Brendan. Yeah. So I mean, doing just like not counting Solstice, but doing just the two releases and to see your monthly listeners just grow with every release is, is fucking, it's awesome, man. Cause you hit yeah, me up a really long cool. time ago. Like, I mean, we've been yep. chatting back and forth on Instagram for a while now. So I think it was like before Ryan Gosling dropped. It might've been. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, 
It's kind yeah, of it was. It was because you hit me up and I used Ryan Gosling to open an episode before it was even out. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I was looking back at the data and like we, right before we released Ryan Gosling, our monthly listeners were like 40. Yeah. Or something like that. And it was probably like Brendan and his family and the rest of us that randomly would listen to Solstice, <laughs> you know? But like, yeah, with now, like we broke 2,500 today and mm-hmm. it just that. keeps growing. It's crazy, man. That's, That's wonderful. Man. That's awesome. And it's, it's cool to just, I don't, I don't know, just to see it, man, from, from, to, I, I really appreciate you hitting me up too. Like, and like you let it be a note to to any band out there that just wants to, to come on and chat. You literally just send us a message, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, or super easy not, to talk we to. We will you not know? say no. No, and absolutely not. You know, Homer hit us up, and we've literally been chatting back and forth on Instagram for a couple months now. So yeah, yeah. we're easy to talk to, chill, and I, I mean, I enjoy seeing the progress for sure, man. Exactly. It's, it's dope. Try to have one song on Spotify, though. Yeah, <laughs> it makes yeah, it harder. Exactly, <laughs> it helps with your with your whole concept. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Speaking of the concept, uh, we are going to make a Spotify playlist with you today. Is there anything you want to name it? Uh, yeah, let's do um, Imperial Red. Hey. Okay. There we go. Is that a Star yeah. Wars reference? no oh, okay but i kind of now that you say that i'm like huh interesting <laughs> i know jack point. shit about star wars <laughs> no this is a a reference to the beer that i'm drinking it's my favorite beer i decided i was going to spoil myself today with it it's yeah. um, red rock is the brewery and it's just really good it's an imperial red ale so okay and, uh, yeah, that's, that that's what i got going tonight yeah, Adam drinks those chocolate milk beers. I don't know how he does that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> he means stouts. Yeah. I drink stouts. Yeah, I drink whatever, dude. I really don't care. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, man. I'll do stouts if I'm like full blown planning on skipping like a meal or two. I'm yeah. like, okay, let's do stouts. Those are some heavy ass beers, dude. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll sink Jesus it together. Christ. I'll sink them with pizza. I don't care. <laughs> Adam got a stomach of steel, man. I do. <laughs> Dude, I'll never forget the first time I had beer with pizza. Like, it was like my mind was blown. No oh, shit. So good. But you, Dude, you so, explode. <laughs> I, I can still talk, like, I can still, like, remember it vividly. Like, we had just played a show. I was 19, and we used to sneak me into like i've been playing for a long time and a lot of times mm-hmm. the bands i played with everybody was older and i was 19 we snuck me into this bar to play the show um after the show it was a pizza bar so after the show we're just hanging out and i'm just sitting at the bar and i had a pbr and pizza oh, and yeah. i was like nice. oh my gosh this goes this is so good and our uh, guitarist matt looked looks over at me he's like have you never had beer and pizza? I'm like, no. Like, I have beer because I'm, you know, partying. I was 19. Right. Stupid, right? Yeah. But, like, I never tied the two together. And then oh. from then on, I was like, how can you have pizza without beer? Match made in heaven. Yeah. 100%. All carbs. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All carbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We, uh, we had that bomb-ass pizza on Adam's birthday. Uh, oh yeah dude yeah. god that even it was just like cheese 
but that shit was so fucking good just cheese it, yeah it may we have been because we were like really fucked up but even still we went out for my birthday and like i don't think we had a proper dinner so we've got like pizza at like 2 a.m and they gave it to us like right popping high hot out of the oven and we just were so hungry we all bit into it and i burned the roof of my mouth like it the roof of my mouth the next day was like peeling i burned it so bad oh, shit. <laughs> i yeah. didn't care though yeah that shit was good yeah. but um so let's kick this off man let's talk about some of the bands you used to listen to maybe your parents introduced you to <laughs> maybe like grandparents whoever just some of that first music man let's get into that yeah, core memories yeah all right core memories so we'll have to go back to brazil um so my dad was always really kind of big into I guess you would just say rock. So, like, when when you live internationally, the stuff that you hear is the stuff that went massive, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we used to have MTV playing while we'd be getting ready to go places. And the very first song that, like, really made an impact that people would know here would be uh, Californication by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. Which, fun fact, Brendan gives me shit all the time because that was my warm-up song. That still is my warm-up song. What's wrong with that? He just gives me shit just because he can. He's a hater. So now I I warm up to Muse Hysteria. That's my new warm-up song. I changed it up so he stopped giving me crap about it. That's fair. (laughs) He's like, this is the no red hot chili pepper zone. I'm like, why, dude? Is it because the bassist was sick? Yeah. (laughs) Lee, one of the greatest bassists ever. Dude was nuts, man. It still is, I assume. I haven't really listened to it. I don't even know if they've released any new music. I haven't really kept up into them with them for a long time. So no, they did. In 2022 <laughs> yeah oh my gosh i i haven't listened to a lot of their newer stuff i'm still a fan of the old stuff yeah right um and i think maybe it's a little nostalgia with it but i think that the old stuff was just more i don't know man it's almost like talking about blink 182 now right like you listen yeah. to blink 182 now and i think we all just remember the like 20 year old blink you know like yeah the mm-hmm. guys that were like they had just like dropped out of high school and were making music and they didn't care you know what i mean like that's what i think we relate back so now when we listen to blink when they too it's almost like i know it's kind of hard to listen to them a little bit i still love them they still have a great place in my heart but it's just not the same anymore which it's fine everybody grows up you know what i mean yeah 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 for sure bro i just want to mention this real quick these motherfuckers the red hot chili peppers released two albums last year not just two (laughs) albums each album had 17 fucking songs on them oh my god (laughs) that's insane dude they're so good man yeah yeah, but Blink-182 for sure, man. I, I haven't listened to them in a long time either. I know Tom's back, which everybody was happy about, but even still, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just, the albums that I like, I like. And Well, it's different, man. It's yeah. like you go listen to Enema of the State, and then even, like, you listen to that, and then you go listen to, um, well, what's the other album where they had that? Let's the see, guy from Alkaline Trio? 
Matt Skiba? Uh, right before Matt Skiba came around. Oh, I was a little bit before that. Where, like, I Miss You was on there. Oh, that was a good album. Yeah. I like that one. Just Blink-182. Yeah. Yeah. It was just the name of it. Yeah. So, like, that was a good album. But, like, you compare that to, like, Animal of the State, and you're just like, this is a whole different album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The... And then everything else coming after it, you're still like, uh, what is this? Yeah, I liked the. Uh, I had the greatest hits. I think I have that on vinyl too. Yeah, the greatest too. hits were really good. Yeah, I had a lot of good songs on the greatest hits. But mm-hmm. yeah, do you have a favorite Blink song? We'll throw one of those on there, man. Ooh, I have a lot of them. We're <laughs> gonna, here's here's the one we're gonna do. We're gonna do Aliens Exist. <laughs> nice. Fucking That's because I'm a believer, dude. buddy. Tom, I'm a believer. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean it's not implausible ones, but it's not yeah, I'm a believer. yeah that's all right yeah no judgment <laughs> no no so people that believe in things that are far more far-fetched oh yeah so are you right. um are you originally from brazil yeah so i was born in sao paulo brazil nice and we lived there till i was 10 and then we uh ended up moving up here when we moved to Reno, Nevada, of all places to move to, um, nice. that's where we ended up. That's cool, man. Fucking, uh, we talked to uh, this one pop punk band, and they they were from Reno. And I, for some reason, I think it, it's because of Reno 911 on Comedy Central. But I always mm-hmm. thought that Reno and Las Vegas were like, like right there next to each other and they were like nah man that's like eight hours away i was like are you fucking kidding yeah. me that's <laughs> a shitty ass drive yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god dude i had, I had I no think, idea i think that's when i learned that nevada was like the fourth biggest, fourth state, biggest or state or something like that right? yeah it's up there because it's alaska uh, texas cali and cali yeah. and then i think nevada right yeah yeah it's uh one of the things i miss about living in nevada is the amount of public land there was. Oh yeah, I'm sure, man. Like we just like even here in Utah, you would think there'd be the case, but when I moved out here, I started driving around the desert and there's fences everywhere. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to go mess around. <laughs> yeah. It's it's sad because living in East Texas, there's a lot of like trees and like there there used to be a lot of like privately owned land here. But mm-hmm. uh not so much anymore and like everybody is selling it to commercial for like yeah. a lot of fucking money and then they're turning around and building like subdivisions on it so yeah like my my wife her parents own like 230 acres and then they sold it but they didn't sell it to a subdivision they sold it to an actual dude so that that 230 acres is actually still out there That's i'd love to buy that shit back to be honest so much with land holy hell yeah i'd love It'd to buy that back money. yeah i think they ended up selling they sold for quite a bit, but it also had five houses on it as well. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. sweet. Oh, but, even so. Yeah, they were like small rent houses. They weren't like massive houses or anything like that. They were just like, it was like a little, the, the houses probably didn't take up two acres of land. The rest of that land was right, just open yeah. field, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. It was dope. I loved it. But That's yeah, cool, it sucks, man. man. It sucks that all the, the land around here is getting so, and it, like used to, you could buy land around here for like, five thousand dollars an acre now somebody was selling like not even half an acre it was like 0.31 acres for forty thousand fucking dollars i was like you're out of your goddamn mind dude (laughs) i'm like that's insane 
that's the way it goes man land just like there's only so much of it you yeah. know what i mean yeah people been buying and, it way before we were around so it's yeah not it's, much of it left it's the commercial shit that's driving up the prices though these people are buying it up and then putting little subdivisions on it so like for an acre of land you could probably put three or four fucking houses on it you know and right. they're all going to be the that. cookie. Yeah, yeah, they're all going to be like the little cookie cutter houses. Just they're all going to look the exact same. But people are going to buy that shit up. You know, three hundred thousand yep. dollars a fucking house. So it's fucking ridiculous. Dang, Augie's, uh, crazy, Augie's on a soapbox, dude. I yeah, know. I just hate it, man. Because the land out here is it used to be really pretty. You know, it did. Yeah, trees everywhere and shit like that. But anyways, yeah. So coming over from brazil at 10 that was especially to nevada i mean really anywhere here but that must have been like a huge culture shock and actually like in the reverse way because i don't feel like we're as lively it's still a culture shock like yeah and i wouldn't say so much like about being lively or anything it's just like you have a perception you know especially as a little kid oh yeah like you you imagine something and i remember when we came here like all i knew of america was disneyland you know like <laughs> yeah. and then Mickey whenever Mouse. you saw it in movies you <laughs> yeah. know like we my dad and i we talk about how like when we used to watch like westerners we'd see like dudes in a jacket and stuff mm-hmm. riding around on a horse and we're like why are they wearing a jacket in the desert <laughs> and then we move out to nevada and we're like oh we get it yeah we need a jacket yeah <laughs> You know, like we we understood, but I, I don't know. You kind of have like a certain image of things, and it's funny, man. Like it, it was a heck of an experience. Um, we came over, and one of my early memories is we get signed up for school. So we get so the reason we went to Reno was my dad had work in Reno. Okay. And so that's what, what took us there, you know, took sure. the rest of the family there. So we sold everything we had in, in Sao Paulo and moved to Reno. And when we get signed up for school, it's actually a really funny story. We, they have us take a test at the ESL class, mm-hmm. you know, the English second language. So my sister and I go sit down and in Brazil in fourth grade, like you're moving quite along in school. Like we were doing algebra in oh, wow. fourth grade but then like your last two years of like high school really all you're doing is prepping for your college placement test so uh-huh. it's a it's a little different the structure right. but, like you're doing some pretty intense stuff but anyways i sit down next to this korean kid and he's speaking perfect english with the teacher and my sister's sitting next to me on the other side and they give us all this test to do and I look at the test and I, there's pictures and then like sentences describing the picture. Mm-hmm. And I look at my test and then I kind of like glance over side eye at the kid's test and it's the same test. And I look at my sister's and it's the same test. And I was like, really, are they that stupid to put like the same test? But elementary school here in the U.S. is different than in Brazil. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, so I cheated on my test, dude, because I was like, yeah, I want to get a really good score. Well, it turns out that because I cheated on my test, I got put straight into school. And my sister went to a different school to learn how to speak English before coming to like actual elementary school. 
So it like totally backfired on me, you know, like I thought it was being cool and like got a good score and they're like, here you go. Yeah. Why didn't you class? Regular school and you're like, wait, no. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh crap. Like I sat down and I was just like smiling and then people would talk to me and I just would look at them like, I have no idea what you're saying. Oh shit. That's crazy, man. What was like the scenery change? Cause I just looked up, I just Googled image like. Uh, what is it? Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Yeah. Yeah. I just Google images of that, and it says the population, dude. Just the population alone is fucking insane. Yeah, it's like twelve million. It's like yeah, twelve million in twenty twenty, oh, and the population yeah, of Reno, Nevada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. The population of Reno, Nevada is two hundred and sixty-eight thousand. So, like... <laughs> oh, dude, it was such a change. Like we went from being in the fourth biggest city in the world because they count like Sao Paulo Metro. So, like, got you. Okay, yeah. so it's like Dallas metropolitan area. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Dallas is very similar to it, where there's like Fort Worth. Everybody's like right, like it's all tied yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how Sao Paulo is. Like, you have Sao Paulo, but then with all the boroughs around it, it's a lot bigger. So that's mm-hmm. when it's like 22, 25 million. I yeah. can't remember anymore, but oh, it's a lot. That's insane. Too many hey. people. I'll, yeah. I'll, ask, I'll ask one more, and then I'll get to the get to some music. Uh, have you been back, like, since? I haven't. Not yet. I We've always wanted to. It's just expensive to try and get back yeah. there, you know. Yeah. I don't know. One of these days I will. I still talk with my family there in Brazil. They're all fans of the band, which is oh, cool. great. <laughs> yeah, awesome, I hope you get to, man, for sure. They stream our music in Brazil. When I see the Brazil counts, I'm like, that's my cousin. Nice. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Showing everybody. That's great. Yeah. So you got here when you were 10. Like we, we got your backstory on, you know, getting here. But, you know, how'd you get into the bass specifically? Oh man, so that's a little bit of a journey there. So when I when we lived in Brazil, I started on the violin. So I played the violin when I was eight. That's dope. And, and then when we came here, um, our elementary school, we had a little orchestra program in sixth grade, and I played the violin there. And then in middle school, I started hopping around on the instruments. So in seventh grade, I switched over to the bass because I got tired of how whiny the violin was. Mm-hmm. And when I switched over to the bass, one of my buddies got a bass guitar. And so then I was obviously kind of interested into it because I was like, oh, this is the same thing, just sideways. And you you still pluck, you know, but like you could do different things with it. And like I've always been into, you know, rock music. And so that was definitely something I was interested in. And that was about the time that a music shop opened up by my house. Um, it was called Rock City Music. Mm-hmm. And my buddy and I, we would walk over there and he would just let you play, you know, whatever instruments and I'll grab the bass because that's what I knew how to play. And I'd start messing with it. So 12 is about when I picked up the bass guitar and started messing around with it. Okay. And who are some of your favorite bassists? My favorite bassist is Chris from Anti Flag. Nice, very cool. We don't get that a lot. Let's get no, no, yeah, let's get an Anti Flag. Oh my gosh! Okay, so here's my other warm up song. It's uh, Press Core by Anti Flag. Nice. And what's impressive about it? Have you guys seen Anti Flag live? No, I haven't. 
Okay, when you get a chance, do. Um, if you can get by the stage somehow, that'd be cool. You'll you'll probably appreciate it even more. But Chris, he also sings, dude. So like the press corps, he's singing in that thing. And that is one of the hardest bass lines I've ever learned to play. Okay. Like that thing is you're walking the entire time and he's singing along with it. And I play it with a pick because it's a little easier to play with a pick, mm -hmm. but he's finger plucking it. So he's got like this craziness going on in his left hand and then his right hand is just all over the place too. It's, and then he sings on top of it. I, like the amount of talent you gotta have is just right. insane to yeah. do that. Like, and I think he's an he's another underrated bassist. I think I don't think enough people appreciate what he's doing. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, so it seems like you kind of have like a a punk rock background. Yeah. One hundred percent. Like the, like the yeah. old Blink One Eighty Two and then Anti Flag and what are what are some other uh, punk rock bands that you enjoy, dude? Um. We can be all over the place with that. Like we can go into like the pop punk stuff, like No FX. Um, well, I guess they're yeah, they're a little bit more pop punk. Um, yeah, a little more. Uh, I mean, I think I don't yeah. know. They kind of ride the line very well. Yeah, they being, do. They do being like punk, good. punk, and then pop punk. Like their their singles, I would say, are definitely pop punk. But I don't know. Yeah, man. they're they're very punk rock. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that's exactly what I would say. Like, yeah. it's like they they knew what they were doing. Like, they structured it to where their singles would definitely grab a bigger audience. But I think most people that listen to them are very much uh, a punk. Yeah, crowd. for sure. So um, no effects. Newfound Glory was another big one that I really like. And they're more pop punk, obviously. Um, and then kind of going back in the day like the misfits misfits seconds black flag yeah like we All we right. can we let's can get some of these on here man way. let's go um let's go with uh no effects no effects okay let's pick a good no effects song no effects cracks me up dude yeah all the stuff that they've done like nowadays would not be appropriate like i don't think it would be accepted very well yeah oh fat mike is absolutely insane man i remember so like i remember growing up uh i used to listen to under oath a lot because we went to church a lot and uh i remember sense. watching them on the warp tour there's like warp tour backstage or whatever under oath was trying to have a, a bible study <laughs> <laughs> and fat mike basically like walked in on the bible study and started like yelling and cursing and shit. <laughs> did you guys ever funny. watch that um um there's like a whole warp tour show on fuse do you guys remember that yeah that's what that's the the show i was watching when they're the under the one, yeah. yeah and we then also um, the same thing no effects played every single so they did the i think warp tour did this shit on purpose but every time uh under oath and no effects was on warp tour no effects played on the same stage as under oath right before under oath went on so every single time fat mike would say some really fucked up shit about under oath before they came on <laughs> i think <laughs> the one that got him in the most trouble was uh it was it was a known thing at the time that spencer chamberlain was um was struggling with drug abuse and fat mike said something about the next 
next up is under oath the christian band whose singer was or whose uh one of their vocalists was in my uh van last night snorting cocaine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He used to fuck with them so fucking hard. I'm pretty sure he was the reason they dropped out of one of the world tours. They used to fuck with them so bad. Well, it's funny, dude, because like here's the thing, right? Like you're in this pretty much post-hardcore, hardcore Christian rock band. You know what I mean? Like none of it fits together, but we all know multiple christian rock bands that are hardcore you know Mm -hmm. so like for him to just give him shit like how's that like that's you should expect it plus like like look at the dude's music like he's gonna give you shit he's gonna give anybody shit if you give him an inch he's gonna take a mile of it that's just the way it is you know what i mean like you can't Mm -hmm. expect anything else from the guy yeah for sure okay i got a song for us let's do Separation of church and skate. That's a good oh, one. There you go. All right. Yeah. That's a really good one. Newfound glory. Oh, my friends over you. I, I can yeah. go over a gazillion of them. But the reason I say that one is my very first memory of hearing them play. It was Warp Tour, actually, speaking of Warp Tour. And my buddy and I, we were walking to see someone else play. And it totally slipped our mind because you remember what those warp tour calendars were like. Yeah. You know, and this was like before smartphones and mm-hmm. well, there's no way for you to really keep track. You just try and remember things, you know. And we're walking by and all I hear is just that opening line of my friends over you. And we just stopped and stared at each other and like ran straight into the pit. Like that's like where we went. Like, and oh, it was so great. So yeah, that's why I say that one's just because the memory, not only is it a great song, but the memory I have with it is, yeah, something that I'll live with for a long time. Yeah, for sure. I think that was also the Warp Tour. Yeah, that was. That was a Warp Tour where I asked Haley Williams for a number. You asked her for her number? Yeah. Was, <laughs> and she heard yeah. you? Oh, yeah, dude. She was at a poster signing. <laughs> How did that work out? <laughs> oh, I'm so stupid, dude. So, <laughs> I was 17 years old. We don't have a brain at 17. We know this. Um, yeah. So I obviously had a fat crush on her. And I was like, whatever, you know. They're doing poster signing. So I walk up to it. And my buddy's like, dude, you should ask her for a number. I'm like, okay. They hyped you up. So, yeah. So now here we are. Get in front of her. And I'm like, hey, can I get your number? And she was like, I don't have a cell phone on tour, but I'll give you my grandma's number. And I was wow. like, I don't want that. And then I just walked away, forgot my poster and everything. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yep. So that's my that's my memory of that. That's well, sure, tour, man. Surely oh, she's yeah. a listener, so maybe you know you guys can reconcile. Right. I'm sure. <laughs> I am sure that this will get back to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got uh, Misfits up next. All right, let's do Dig Up Her Bones. You said seven seconds? Yeah, man. Have you never listened to seven seconds? I have not. Mm-mm. That's a Reno band. Okay. Yeah, man. I uh, actually, they're one of their sons. I can't remember which one, but he also plays bass. We went to his high school together. 
we would bring her bases to school and just sit there in the hallway at lunch sometimes and just jam. It was cool. Nice. You got a song from them? Yeah, let's see here. Uh, we're going to fight. Black Flag. Let's do Six Pack. This all is right. going to be kind of an all over the place uh, yeah, playlist. Man. Listen up, all you VIP peers. VIP players. We have a goddamn Patreon now. Skin <laughs> <laughs> so aggressive. I did. We have a Patreon now. Yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> and a Discord. Yeah. And a YouTube. Discord. Come but join no it. webcams yet. No webcams. You can't see our beautiful face. Not yet. Yeah. Shout out to Enormous Adam on Discord. Hit him up if you need a Discord. He did a great job on ours. It looks cool. But guess what? You won't know how it looks unless you join that bitch. <laughs> if you wouldn't, please join our Discord and our Patreon. It would be really cool of you. We would love you forever. We'd still love you forever, even if you don't. Yeah. But you join the Patreon, you're going to get stickers. stickers. You get to dehumanize me. Yes. You want to know what that means? Go look Go the at the Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. That's and it. Subscribe to our fucking YouTube channel. Yeah. Comment. Thank you. Review. Subscribe. We yeah. Love you more. All that stuff. Do everything that you do for all the people that you love on YouTube. Do it for us too. Yeah. Thanks. We love you. The kind of music y'all play isn't necessarily pop punk. So the first two, uh, it's more on the the first two songs are a little more on the lighter side of of post hardcore. The one that's coming out is definitely a lot heavier. But let's talk about those first two for a moment. When when did you? Did, I mean, when did you start getting into like post hardcore, heavier bands, stuff like that? Away from, I mean, I know you're still in a punk rock, but when did you start getting progressively heavier? Well, I've always liked it. Um, the reason I've had a passion for punk is because a lot of punk is very bass driven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, like you, you can't listen to a punk song and not hear the bass. That's mm-hmm. not gonna happen. Like it's a bass driven right. genre. So that's part of why I really like punk is because you get a lot of really great bassists in there that people don't talk about. And I'm a bassist, so yeah, yeah. So it kind of fits. Um, but I've always liked the post hardcore and hardcore genres. Um. When I started kind of coming out of middle school into high school, hardcore was really kind of blowing up in Reno. Mm -hmm. And so everybody was doing it. You know, it was kind of like, this is what all the kids are doing. And so I got really into it. um, And with it, you know, obviously post-hardcore. But yeah, it was about when I started getting into high school is when I really got into it. I was still playing in punk bands. Um, I played in hardcore bands during that time. I played in some pop punk bands. Uh, obviously, pop punk always has a kind of a wider reach. It's not such a niche yeah. kind of audience. But like, I still go to sh- to hardcore shows and post hardcore shows just because I want to hardcore dance. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'll be out there two step. I'll two step on stage. i don't give a shit like yeah hell yeah dude so that's how i started getting into it there are whenever i hear whenever i'm able to hear like the bass in in post hardcore, like i immediately love it it's fucking Mm -hmm. it's dope it's me and adam in the same way i like i'll send adam a song i'm like bro you hear that fucking bass (laughs) yeah yeah we're like totally nerds over it 
one reason that I really like like progressive metal and stuff like that. So like aviations and like uh, I would assume like periphery and things like that is because the bassist is always so fucking good. Like that bass is loud as shit, and you can just hear him just beating the shit out of it. <laughs> that's dude. That's like exactly like what kind of what we were talking about right before. Like you can have a bass and just follow along mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the root notes and no one will complain about it but you get a bassist that loves his instrument and does his thing you know like it stands out and people yeah and you may not even realize it but it's happening you know yeah for sure man and that's like uh i think it's the reason why I really fell in love with like new metal as well. So like Corn Fieldy had like I I don't know how to describe it because I'm I'm not like a musician at all in any sense of the fashion, but it always sounded like Fieldy's bass had the loosest fucking strings I've ever heard. Like it just sounded like his strings were just like flopping, bro. Just you yeah. hear it like grinding. Yeah. <laughs> he turned up that treble, is what right? it is. Yeah, yeah that treble yeah. cranked up so that you can really hear that string just da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love yeah. that fucking shit, mm-hmm. dude. Like, oh god, I always love Fieldy's bass, man. Because it, like I said, it just sounded like his strings were so loose. But I know that's not the case. But that's just what it sounded like to me. What's funny is I usually, um, on my bass, when I set up my tones, I usually turn the treble up because I really like that poppy bass sound. But with this project, it just would not fit. You know what I mean? Like, folks who do that, like having that poppy bass behind what we got going on just wouldn't work. So I I pretty much have the bass cranked up and turned down the treble and turned up the mids a little bit to get, like, a good round sound and – but yeah, usually I'm like very much uh like I want people to hear this bass just snapping every time I hit the string, you know. Yeah, for sure, dude. Let's get a couple um of your favorite post hardcore and hardcore bands, man. Okay, mm-hmm. well we can't get into it without talking about Silverstein. Well, obviously yeah. wearing their hoodie. Yeah, I see. I've that. been listening to them for a very long time. So let's see. <sighs> There are so many good songs from Silverstein. I hate those guys. They're too good. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you like a favorite song from them. Yeah, they're really good, dude. I love Silverstein. Um, mm-hmm. Damn it. What's his name? Lead Singer Syndrome with? Shane Told. Shane Told, yeah. Shane, Shane Told. Yeah. I love Shane, dude. We've had a couple people say that Just Face It reminded them of Silverstein a little bit, which makes me happy. I don't hear it, but whatever. Yeah. So whatever people here, you know. Okay, let's do Massachusetts from Silver Scene. Like it's such a great story that they tell in that song. You know what I mean? Have you guys heard that song? I have, but it's been a minute since I've listened to that album. Yeah, it's, it's been a like, really long time. Yeah, that one. The song's kind of talking almost about like um, like being in a like domestic abuse situation. Yeah, and just wanting to get out of it and this chick or character in the song just finally decides like i'm done like i'm moving out and off they go back to california nice that's awesome i like a good storytelling in a song Mm -hmm. any more post-hardcore hardcore bands let's do uh hawthorne heights i feel like that's kind of a route for me and ohio's for lovers i think that was kind of a big song for a lot of people back in uh what was it 2014 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2004. 
my favorite yeah. my favorite song and it's it's like the cringiest song ever now but it's uh nikki fm I fucking love that song dude i love nikki fm yeah that's a good one man <laughs> uh let's see yeah silverstein hawthorne heights uh under oath yeah we got to do some under oath I don't know if yeah. you'd consider them post hardcore, but yeah, they're 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 in the post hardcore, especially that um first album. Uh not Since... the first one, sorry. They're they're only chasing safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that if one's we're gonna post hardcore. We're gonna go through my whole musical journey. Let's do reinventing your exit. I used to scream along to that song on I did too. Yeah. or whatever. That was yeah. before my voice was destroyed. Boy, but Blue Rush Red, when... that was my shit, dude. They're, oh, that one's another freaking great one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, those two songs, like, are, I think, what, that, and then Riding on the Walls. Man, Let's throw that, that album, one in there, yeah. too. Let's just do two Underhill songs. Is that yeah. okay? Oh, yeah, dude. You can put however many you want. On any, yeah. Yeah, Riding that album. Walls, such a good one. And that whole album took, like, a really dark turn, because their only chasing safety had a lot more, like, pop elements in it. Define the Great Line had like zero pop elements and it was like everything was just really dark about that album and a lot heavier than their only chasing safety. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing, man. Like, so we've so here's my thing with our music, and I almost feel like I can kind of understand a little bit of that. So, like, we released Ryan Gosling first. One, we thought it was a good song. But it's also the poppiest song that we have. Yeah. So it's going to grab the most people, right? And then we just released Just Face It, and it's significantly harder. I don't feel it's not our hardest song, but yeah. it's definitely harder. And it's definitely reaching more into that metalcore scene than, um, you know, Just Face It or Ryan Gosling did. Yeah. And now we're about to release Living in Sanity. And that is way harder. That, yeah, yeah. You can say that's very much a post-hardcore song. No. Yeah, I think for sure. I think what uh, Under Oath did really well is basically portray what they were going through in in the moments. So, like, their only chasing safety was basically about like girls, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I think it was in A Boy Brush Red. He says, uh, "I always knew you were such a sucker for that," and they the actual lyrics that they first wrote were such a sucker for that whore but they decided to take whore out at the last minute interesting yeah so now it just says such a sucker for that and they leave it blank right so that that song was about you know and it was also like very churchy i guess because they also have Mm -hmm. that um that like interlude where they're like uh jesus i'm ready to come home all that shit but writing on the walls was where like um, that was basically describing like Spencer's uh, drug abuse. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like uh, talk about like filling up the lungs and all that shit. And like, basically just a lot of like um, drug reference and writing on the walls. And that's, I think that's why that album's so dark as well is because it's, it's a really dark time in Spencer's life. So yeah, I think it just like reflected the band as well. And, and uh, they did a really good job with that. And I think with basically the way, uh, from what I know about y'all's new song coming out with it being heavier and a little more emotion felt uh, as far as like lyrically from what you told me, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like it really reflects in the song as well. So 
Yeah, it's hard to, like, here's the thing, like, the thing about music is it's very much an expression of yourself. Yeah. You know, like, I have so many songs that I've written that I never would let anyone ever read those lyrics. Yeah. Because right. it's too, I'm, I'm not that vulnerable of a person, you know, maybe I should be more okay with that. But, like, even with this one, with Living Insanity, like... And now you did you did you write the lyrics normally or so not necessarily so the way that that one came about so Omar our singer he's really really he's a great songwriter actually I I, I think he is mm-hmm. you know people might have their opinions we're newer but I think he's really a great songwriter so the way that that came about is so I was driving up to work. I have about a 45 minute commute. I like to live away from people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. So I've got a commute. So I'm driving up to work and one of, so I was a firefighter and then I obviously had to, re, I had to retire because of medical and my very first fatal accident, I drive past that same spot every single day I go to work. Mm. And the day that we that I started coming up with the idea for the song, I'd been just kind of listening through her demos just to try and help out with some of the lyrics. Yeah. And that song originally it was called the demo was called Mothongo. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah um, funny. it's funny. That's what they named their playlist. Brandon and Oh, uh, is that really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so originally the song was called Mufongo, um, just the instrumentals, you know, the working title. And then anyway, so I'm driving through and I remember right that night, like I've been having a lot of dreams back into like somewhat like firefighter call related kind of dreams. And so I woke up kind of in already kind of a crappy mood just because I'd been dreaming about, you know, calls which usually were not very happy moments in people's Mm -hmm. lives you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's not what you deal with as a firefighter it's not happy moments very rarely you do and so i'd already kind of woke up in that kind of day and then i was driving up to work and was driving past that spot and i still remember that call I remember when it came across. Um, I think that's also why, like, when I hear helicopters, it kind of messes with me a little bit. Yeah. Is we were, as we were pulling up into the scene, we can hear the life flight helicopter come flying over the top of our ambulance. Damn. Mm. But anyway, so all those things are kind of going through my mind. And let's see if I could pull up the original, what I had written for. Omar. So I started putting down some ideas and my thing is um, a lot of what I write. So like being in a lot of hardcore and punk bands, the lyrics that I write are usually, you know, like hardcore lyrics. So let me see if I can pull up what I'd sent to him. So originally what I sent to him was um, it says, I feel it crawling. I feel like under my skin, I feel a building. I don't want to give in, but I know one day I'll fall. I just don't want to lose it all. It was a pleasure, the greatest days of my life. I had a family, a bond that's for life. 
but I just didn't know how much it would take a toll. So I sent that over to Omar. And then I also told him kind of like what was in my mind at the time, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so I was just telling him about the call and what it feels like to like deal with living with PTSD. Like you, you don't go away from it. Yeah. Like if you've experienced anything traumatic in your life, it's there forever. It's yeah. you're never getting away from it. You just got to learn how to deal with it. And so we, I kind of uh, told him what was on my mind, what it felt like, how I feel pretty much on my day to day and kind of gave that all to him. And he's like, dude, I got this. I, I totally got this. And I wanted to be there when he recorded the vocals, but he couldn't get to the studio at the same time that we were there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brenson and I was there. <laughs> I just want to emphasize the Brenson, not Brendan. And um, so he, he wrote the song without me really knowing what it was going to turn out like. And then when he sent it to me, it was just like a little bit overwhelming. Cause I was like, Holy shit, dude, how did you get everything that I feel? every single day yeah you know so so yeah that's kind of how that song came about and that's one thing that's a talent that omar has that i don't know if he really realizes it like we can give him like something small and he can make a whole song out of it yeah he can really take that concept and grow and he was saying that like as he was writing the song he would go back to our text messages and read through it to try and really like capture how I how I felt yeah. about things. And that's kind of how he worked through writing the lyrics for it. That's really cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I yeah. mean, I, I I can only imagine what it's like to to be in your shoes. So more more power to you, man, with everything that you've experienced, I'm sure. Mm. But I mean, you're here and you're making music, so that's awesome. Well, that's what made me get back into music. So, like, I was very passionate about my job. Um, it was kind of taken away from me unexpectedly. I guess that's one way to look at it. I, I'm still working through that. But yeah, I, one day I told my wife, like, hey, I need to find something that I'm passionate about to put my energy into because I don't have anything. And I, I was like, hey, maybe I'll just pick up the bass again and i'll just find like a party band or like a like a a bar band to go play for you know just do some (laughs) little local things here and there and i'd audition for another band at the same time that i started talking with brandon and that was cool that was a pop pop punk band um from the stuff that they had sent me i went and i wrote a couple different bass lines that i actually really liked they were a lot of fun just a lot of walking and just what you'd expect in a good pop punk band. But then I go and I meet with Brandon and I listen to Solstice. I'd already listened to it and kind of learned the baseline before I showed up, before I showed up to the audition. And he shows me some of the other stuff and we get talking. And I swore I would never get myself back here again. So I'd been... The last band I played in, I was 19 years old. And now here I am at, at that time, I think I was 31. <laughs> and meeting with Brandon. And I was just like looking at him and talking to him. And I was just like, holy shit. 
like this guy's got he's got it right like he wants to do this right and i was just like fuck like this might go somewhere like this is legit like do i want to do this and i was just like all right let's just go i just sent it you know what i mean it was just yeah. one of those like just send it situations just felt right and yeah man and it's like here, the, the hardest thing for you to find with musicians is the vision and the drive like musicians a lot of times and this is why i feel like bands like it's not a lot of bands that really make it make it is we are very fleeting like we're we're all add we yeah, get into yeah. something <laughs> and it gets going and we're excited about it and then things get kind of tough or whatever and then we're just like whatever we move on and that's where bands either fall apart or people leave the band or you know like you have different like commitments yeah. to it you know yeah, where, commitment levels. exactly but once like i met with brandon i was just like this is legit like he's got the right mind for this which is a hard thing to find and like i didn't understand like i think i had a concept of it at 19 because our band we were doing really good but the reason it all fell apart is because we had one guy that wasn't all for it. Mm-hmm. Like we had everything set up, everything like ready to go for us to just take off. Damn. And one guy just his drive wasn't there. Yeah. And so when I met with Brandon and I saw like not only does he have the drive but the understanding, I was like, okay, fine, I'll give this a shot. I'm an old man for music's sake, but we got something go- good going here, you know? So yeah, that's why I took the gamble with it. I mean, it seems to be paying off. Y'all have 10 fucking songs to release, and they're all significantly better than the last. I mean, the first Ryan Gosling was really good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, are y'all going to put um, vocals over Solstice? <laughs> are y'all just going to leave it alone? So... So we've always, so Brendan's always wanted that. Um, when he was auditioning vocalists, he had people try and throw vocals over it. And we just, Brendan swears he never got it before, but Omar, our vocalist now, just sent over what he had put together for it. And we might actually be taking, like, I'm not sure if this is happening, but <laughs> potentially by the time this comes around, um, we may be pulling Solstice off of um, Spotify when we release Living Insanity and then potentially have Omar record his vocals on it. Cause nice. like when he sent that over to us, it was just a demo. You know what I mean? Like it's not right. fully mixed, nothing yeah. great about it. And he sent that over to us, and Brendan and I were both sitting in the same room. We heard it, and we're like, "That's a completely different song, and we love it." Yeah, like, let's do this. That's so, exciting. So there is a chance that Solstice might get some uh, vocals to it. That's and awesome. if it does, we'll probably pull it down. Maybe we'll change the title. I don't know. We might keep the title the same, but yeah. either way, there there is a potential for that. Hell yeah, dude! That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, so you guys, uh, unfortunately, uh, this won't be out in time, but you guys have a show coming up this this weekend, right? 
Yep. So we got a show on Saturday. That'll be our first show. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm a little nervous for it. Just managing expectations, you know, but we'll be, so Brendan's in Vegas right now, as of this recording on Monday, mm-hmm. and I'll be popping down on Wednesday. We're going to be, I took the rest of the week off of work. So from Wednesday on, um, just be working on some band management stuff. Uh, we'll work on, we got to put together some concept for some music videos in the future. And then we'll be rehearsing for the, that show. And so, yeah, we'll have a show this Saturday. And then we have, right now booked, we have a show in May. Okay. At the end of May here in Utah. Um, we're looking at potentially a second show in April in Vegas. <clears throat> if that doesn't happen, we'll probably be hitting the studio for a couple days in Vegas in yeah. April. So if we don't play a show, we'll be recording songs. Uh, yeah, I think this will be out by by May for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like we can add a blurb like once we if you guys have like more details, we can like yeah totally we'll do that at the end. We'll we'll shout that out at the end. Yeah, uh, that way y- y'all can get some people. I don't know uh, what part of Utah you live in. Uh, I don't we're, know. How... Go ahead. We're up towards Salt Lake. We're okay. um. Well, Brendan's in Salt Lake Valley, so like just that metro area. Mm-hmm. I live in the county below, which is not super far, but we're kind of in that Salt Lake area, really. Yeah, I got some friends. They uh pretty dope. I met through this podcast, and we talk quite frequently. It's uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the band Properties of Nature. Uh-uh. No, they live in uh St. George, Utah. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, well, most of them do. Josh is the homie. I'm message them right now. They're dope. They're really super nice dudes. Um, but yeah, we had them on, and and uh, Josh hits me up quite frequently to we basically send music back and forth to listen to. So <laughs> yeah, oh nice man. He yeah. definitely looks out for us. Yeah, he's been I helping just, us out a lot. I just messaged them and said that you guys say that we should be friends. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. They're, they're I did that on the band Instagram, so there nice. you go. <laughs> Shout out! They they have a, a, they, they have their podcast. Maybe you can be a guest on. Yeah, that. they have the podcast. Ooh. You could probably be a guest, and then uh, they got a new song coming out. Um, on I think it's actually the tenth of March. It's called Cockblocked. It sounds like a great song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. So that actually reminds me of a Reno band that I listened to. That's uh. Dude, they were legends. I never met these guys because I was too young probably to go to shows that they were playing. They were called Levitz Levitz. Hmm. And dude, their music, I don't know if they're even on Spotify. Let me see. Like they oh, they are. They are on Spotify. How do you spell it? Okay. Levitz Levitz. L-I-V-I-T-Z. Let's throw this song on the freaking uh playlist right here let's do sasquatch all right that's a reno band they're they are a reno classic man they're like a ska band and okay their their show is great like they have a whole song about like going to mustang ranch which i don't know if you guys have ever heard of but like 
They uh, were very. They wrote a lot about like Reno life kind of stuff. I got you. Okay. Um. Let's get um. Let's get some of your favorite current bands on here, man. Okay. Some of my favorite current. Um. Silverstein's always one. Um. I just went and saw Bayside. Okay. I love Bayside. Yeah. Um. My favorite song by them is Pigsty. Throw that in there. Um, let's do some census fail. Yeah. I usually catch them every time they come around. Oh man, which one do I want to do? Yeah, they got some bangers, man. I love them. Let's do can't be saved. Like some days I hear that song and it's just like, just that chorus Mm -hmm. just hits so good with like, like when I'm having a real shit day, (laughs) you know what I mean? That's not even my favorite song by them. Rums for Drinking Off or Burning is my favorite song by them, which is a melody, but can't be saved. We'll put both of them on there. (laughs) There you go. I've been very much into Dayseeker lately. Yeah. Okay. I love Dayseeker. They're they're really dope. Let's do Without Me by them. I don't think that, I don't know, maybe right now it's their number one song, but like... I don't feel like that's and maybe throw the color black. That's my favorite song by them for sure. Right. Do that one instead of without me or both. I won't do whatever both. you want to do. This uh, is America. <laughs> I know you mentioned uh before the podcast started that you've been listening to a lot of make them suffer. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, I have. Let's not get into that. That's an addiction, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do um Pretty sure it's called Bones. Let me pull it up. Yeah, Bones. All right. Which, like, I heard that song and I was like, okay, I'm going to go learn that song. And it's not as complicated. It's it's technical, but not super complicated on the bass. But yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's got a pretty good hard driving bass in it. Hell yeah. Is there any, you know, special mentions or anything like that you want to throw in here? Um, wrap it up. Or we wrap it up. Yeah, let's do some other root bass songs. Let's do let's go to System of a Down. Yeah. That was that was a big bass band. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um one of the so the first bass lines that I ever taught myself was Californication, Chop Suey, and Toxicity. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, if I can play Red Hot Chili Peppers, which I learned a few other ones of theirs. And then if I can play System of a Down, I can play anything. Yeah. Which has proven mostly true until I ran across Anti-Flag. <laughs> and I was like, this dude's nuts. Um, okay, another one, another honorable mention that's got great bass in it. Um, let's do Rise Against... Oh, I used to be obsessed with them. Oh, yeah, dude. So here's a sad thing, dude. So when the band before this one broke up, we were in negotiations on a deal with a label. And part of it was we were going to go tour with Rise Against, open for them, so that for like four different spots so that they can see how we fit. And so, yeah, it was kind of a 
That sucks, like, I have dude. a hard time listening to Rise Against every once in a while because of that, but now I'm... Yeah, you know, it reminds you. Yeah. That's yeah. the past. It wasn't their fault, you know, that, the, your bandmates. Well, yeah, it was just like... <laughs> but it, it's like, like, it reminds, like a I trigger, get you, dude. I it get reminds you. them, yeah. It was like Appeal to Reason. That was the album that they were touring, you know, which yeah. was, like, I feel like, one of their biggest albums. Yeah, oh, man, that sucks. Let's mm. do... From that one, let's do from Heads Unworthy to Rise Against. And then I got one to throw everybody off. Let's do it. All right, The Cure, bud. That's another underrated bassist right there. <laughs> yeah, we'll do Love Song. Why not? That's that's a it's little a classic. classic from them. Yeah. But Love Song is all bass. Yeah. Go listen to it and tell me what the guitar sounds like. You're gonna be telling me what the bass sounds like. <laughs> I, I, that was that was a like 14, 15 year old Homer learning that song because I thought girls would dig it, but that was not the case because no one knew what the who the heck the cure was. <laughs> <laughs> um, like this let's... is a love song. Have you not heard it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's about how old I was when I heard that song first. So, I don't know if uh, we maybe messed it up or not, but the last thing you listened to on Spotify? The, the last, last song, thing I listened to? Not including the ones that you just played. <laughs> when I look at Spotify, it says August Burns Red and Backfire. Is that the last one? That's what it says right now. That's what I was two minutes and 51 seconds into. Do you like that song? <laughs> It's a good song. All right, we'll throw that on there then. <laughs> Adam, you want to do the two songs from... Well, I guess you only have three songs out right now. Yeah, so... so we'll just throw... Um, we'll throw your two new ones on. So we'll throw Living Insanity. I'll throw that one on first, and then we'll close it out with Just Face It. Perfect. Right, does that sound good? Great choices. All right. Yeah, because uh, Living got... Insanity will be out before. Yeah, for sure. Can I do one more song? Yeah, man. Sure. All right. Now, this is the one that really inspired me to play bass was uh, Story of the Year. Nice. Then mm -hmm. let's do Anthem of Our Dying Day. That's a good one. Way, way throwback to Page Avenue. But um, yeah, dude, I was, uh, that was the song. So the very first show I went to was Story of the Year. And this was around the same time that my buddy got a bass guitar, but I remember walking through the crowd. This was at New Oasis in Reno, which is now closed down, but um, they were playing, and I just remember feeling the bass smacking me in the chest because I was that right height. You know what I mean? There's like this mm -hmm. perfect height where yeah. like, no matter what, the subwoofer is hitting you in the chest. And I was like, yep, I want to do that to people. That was what made me want to play the bass guitar. It was story of the year, bud. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Hell yeah, Adam. You want to do? Make sure you get the 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 con the show date the the one in May and all that. But go ahead and do the closing uh, stuff. Yeah. So, shout out your social media handles. Like any stuff you got going on. I know the show this weekend. This episode will be out probably in time, but. We'll for sure want to get the details for your show in May so we can shout that out too. Yeah. So um, our social medias, we've, we're on Instagram and TikTok pretty hard. 
just go ahead and look up Image Intent on Instagram or TikTok. We'll give us follows there. And then uh, May 26th, we have a show booked here in Utah at the Boardwalk. Uh, we're still setting up the rest of the lineup, but uh, that's going to be a really good show to go to. We definitely want to be one of those bands that you remember our show for. So it's worth showing up for. Yeah, right on, man. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on and talking to us and giving us some details about the new song. Uh, it is called Living Insanity. It'll be out March 9th. Yep. All right. And do y'all have a working day yet for the one after that or, or no? Yeah. Well, right now, um, April 20th will likely be that date. Okay. Yep. So sometime in April, they'll be releasing another single. Uh, and definitely a band to follow. They're fucking sick. Uh, they released uh, two bangers. By the time this comes out, it'll be three. <laughs> yep, go check them out. Uh, I've heard "Living Insanity" and it is it's fucking phenomenal. I love it. But yeah, go check out "Image Intent" and thank you so much for coming on, dude. Yeah, dude, thanks. You guys are awesome. I freaking love that man. Thanks, <laughs> I appreciate guys. it, man. Wonderful. <laughs> you have a nice night. Good luck this weekend. For sure. Thanks. Kill it, man. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Later. Yeah.